Hello and welcome to the Cabin 3 podcast. I'm your host Sam Stewart and you're with me in Cabin 3. We're back for another week. Consistency is key guys and I feel like four episodes in, I'm going great. What a weekend it was last weekend. I'm a bit late to the bandwagon but can I just say what a weekend of sport it was last week. I felt like I just needed to digest everything that went on and then I'd talk about it in full on this week's episode. So we've got it all. We've got the cricket, we've got the tennis, we've got the F1, we've got the netball and of course we've got a boat update. We're back in France! So it's all to come on today's episode. Thank you very much. Cabin The cricket final. England are world champions. Can you believe it? Let me set the scene. It was a bit of a transition day. Uh, we were quite busy going in and out of split, uh, pr- provisions and customs, all this kind of stuff. Um, I was actually on break for a bit because I had to do a, a night watch. So I spent the entire time listening to the BBC Sport radio stream. Uh, it was kind of frustrating because it kept dropping out. I was frantically refreshing. I was meant to be sleeping, but like, how could you sleep with that going on? I had the tennis and the cricket going on. Uh, but oh, it was just a magical, magical moment. We were sat in the, in the crew mess for the, uh, for the Super Over. Never heard of a Super Over before. When they mentioned the Super Over, I thought they were just like complimenting the bowlers or the batsmen. I was like, oh, well, that's quite nice of them. Yeah, it was. I guess it was a Super Over for them. They played really well. Little did I know that it was just extra cricket. What? I was like a penalty shootout. My mind was blown. I was like, this is absolutely fantastic. Six balls. Six hits. You know, like I said before, I don't know much about cricket, so I'm just going to try and wing this one. But yeah, in the in the crew mess listening to the stream, don't know what it is about when you're listening to something on the radio, you just kind of glaze over, don't you? You watch something on TV, you're very involved. You're like, oh, you see something in the corner of the screen, you gesture up and down. When it's the radio, you just sat there like a zombie, just staring off into space. And that was pretty much all of us in the crew mess. Just glazed over. The boat could have been burning down, we wouldn't have had a clue because the cricket was on the radio. Uh, and yeah, we're just building up, building up. I felt the nerves. My phone was slightly ahead of the radio stream, so by the end, I was just I put my phone down because I didn't want to know before the ra- before I heard it. I was so into it, guys. I've never been this into cricket, but it's just brilliant. And then when they got the guy out or whatever, they hit the, the stumpy wicket thingies, got him out, and they were like, the commentators were going, oh, is it, have England done it? Have they done it? And then my phone vibrated, BBC News, England and the world champions. So I was like, oh, they've done it. W- magical moment. Really enjoyed the cricket. We got the Ashes coming up soon. Don't know if I'll watch that because it's very slow, you know, five days, even longer sometimes. It's just a bit too slow. But I must say, well done, cricket. Cricket was the winner. That's all i got to say on the matter. Cricket was the winner. England have won a World Cup. Let's hope there's another two World Cup wins this year. What with the rugby and the netball, of course. More on that later. But I think that's going to do it for cricket. Bit of a quick recap, but we're going to swiftly move on to tennis. Well, Wimbledon did not disappoint, that's for sure. Saturday, it was a classic final in terms of Serena Williams was in it again. Uh, Not such a classic result. Well done to Halep for uh, winning great result for her it's amazing to me that Serena just manages to get into every final 
but it wasn't it wasn't a final to write home about to be honest and even Serena Williams was a bit like yep she outplayed me she played tennis better than I did today that's why I lost so all credit to her but the final that was on everyone's mind was of course the men's final on Sunday uh, you put Federer and Djokovic together and there's going to be fireworks it was just ludicrous I think is the word I just can't believe Federer's 38 I think soon in a couple of weeks and he just plays like a bloody sprightly 18 year old Djokovic don't be so surprised in a few years if it comes out that he's a cyborg because that hairline is far too perfect and far too black and he just runs around he's a machine and he's just so unanimated I think that's why the crowd don't like him the definite crowd favorite was Federer he's my favorite anyway and uh, yeah, just Djokovic just doesn't cut it for me personality-wise. Had a bit of experience in Serbia in terms of sport. Played an American football match out there once, and uh, became very apparent that Serbians do not like anyone to cheer for the other team. So we were there. I think uh, we finished our game, and it was like Netherlands versus Serbia in Serbia, and we were watching the game. Uh, quite a few of our friends played for Netherlands so we were like there was a group of 50 lads British lads all 18 19 cheering the hell out of Holland and uh, the Serbians did not like that oh they were not happy these lads came marching down they had the biggest banners and flags with all Serbia propaganda on there supporting them and they're like you cheer for Netherlands, you enemy of Serbia. We have problem. And we're like, whoa, okay, well, let's just cheer louder then. You know, it just made it, uh, it was a big mess. Our coach had to, like, cool it all off, and they moved us on, and we couldn't watch the rest of the game. It was, uh, yeah, it wasn't a great time. So ever since then, I've been, like, you know, seeing Djokovic, and he gets very angry if you're not cheering for him. And uh, he throws those glares around. And I'm just there like, ah, yeah, that's the Serbian in him. He does not like that. And it just seems to be a, a common thing. You very much have to support Serbia. It's, it's, it's Serbia or nothing, basically. I think that's the general gist. So if you're ever in Serbia and there's any kind of sport, whether it be, I don't know, what do, what do they play there? Uh, tennis or whatever. Cheer for Serbia. That's my advice. Cheer, cheer the hell out of Serbia and you'll go far in that country. But yeah, the final, anyway, after that, uh, the final was amazing. I don't know how I feel about this whole play to 12 games and then another tie break and stuff. I think they should just, just keep playing. Just the more tennis, the better. It did get the last, I think it was the fifth set, went on for 100 minutes or something, hour and a half. So it was ridiculous. Uh, but the quality of tennis is just... It's just amazing that they're still at that level. I just want Federer to keep winning, to keep winning these tournaments, keep winning Wimbledon, to create this record that just will not be beat. I feel like Djokovic could beat it now. Djokovic has won it five times, Federer nine times. I reckon Djokovic has got it in him to, to get to the 10. I think that will be the last year you'll see Federer in the final. But uh, Andy Murray and Serena Williams that got knocked out earlier on. Um, that's all I had to report on that. Would be nice to see Andy come back, but uh, I think that'll that's him now. But I did. I, I was thinking afterwards when I was on the bridge, just dwelling about all the sport and Wimbledon and whatnot. 
because it's a proper club like you can be a member of Wimbledon but I was just a bit unsure as to how it works with like booking a court you know like you go down after work or whatever with your mate Do you, can you book centre court can you play on it like go to reception and be like oh yeah can we uh, me and Dave book uh, book centre court for Saturday at 9 o'clock at morning don't know why they're northern but can you I just don't know the can you imagine the process you just have some old biddy running around on centre court do they get Hawkeye do they get all these things or do they can they only play on the outdoor the outside courts like the uh, I think it's you got centre court court one and then the rest of them like 18 courts I just I'd love to know I mean if there's any listeners that are members of Wimbledon enlighten me because I just I'd love to live in a world where there's Glenn and Doris, like they're in their eighties and they're just running around on centre court, just they got it to themselves. I think that'd just be class. That'd be brilliant. But uh, yeah, Wimbledon, another great year of tennis. That'll do me for tennis. I don't watch any of the other majors. Uh, used to watch a bit of the French, but the US and the Australian Opens are just on at awkward times. I don't enjoy the hard surface. I like the classy clays and the grasses. You know, strawberries and cream. Um, but I, yeah, I shan't be watching any more tennis now, I don't think. We are rattling through this recap. Uh, coming up next is a bit of Formula One. Uh, it won't be an in-depth one, but it's just my thoughts on it, really. But yeah, that's coming next on Cabin. <coughs> so yeah, old Lewis Hamilton, six-time winner of the British Grand Prix. Now, I used to love Formula One growing up as a kid. Me and Dad used to watch it all the time. I thought it was the greatest sport. I've still got this school project from when I was at primary school. And it's uh, pretty detailed, like, kind of plan for me to be an F1 driver. Didn't come through to fruition. Uh, I went with the more water-based activity. But uh, I still think I'd give them a run for their money. Wasn't impressed with Lewis Hamilton, the, talk, the hype of Lewis Hamilton winning uh, the Grand Prix for the sixth time. He should be winning that every year easily. It's his home Grand Prix. He's been on that circuit since a wee little boy in the go-karts all the way up through Formula 3, then Formula 1. He's driven that circuit more than anyone, so he should be winning it. You know, if he beats the best German driver on Hockenheim in Germany, fair play. You know, but to win your home Grand Prix six times, that's all right. You know, it's like I, I reckon I could say to any F1 driver in the world, I'd be like, look, mate, I'll challenge you to a race. They'll be like, all right, where are we racing? All right, Winchcombe in Gloucestershire to Borton on the Water in Gloucestershire. It's a 12 mile race, country roads, you know, any car, I'll do it in any car, I'll still have you. On average, that's a 25, 30 minute drive. Got it down to eight minutes before. Eight minutes, Ford Fiesta, Mark IV, 1.25 litre. I was on the early shift at the Leisure Centre. Eight minutes, I kid you not. Now, obviously, you run a risk of hitting pheasants, deer, badgers. On a good day, though, when it's all clear, you want it mid-July. Nice, light morning. Oh, I'd fly around that. So, if there's any F1 drivers listening, uh, maybe we could sort something out, close some roads, and uh, let's get a little race going but yeah uh really gone off f1 really really gone off it i used to love it but i feel like every year they just change the rules to make it worse 
It should be about marginal gains, improvement, guys. First, they change on the engine, so it sounds crap. Have you, have you heard that Formula E? Oh, tell you what, the atmosphere is electric. <laughs> it's electric. They whiz round, and you hear, you hear nothing. You hear absolutely nothing. You have like a POV view of the drivers, and you just hear like creaking, like in their seat. Oh, it's rubbish. And even with these cars, oh, it's just crap. Why did they get rid of the refueling thing? I thought that was a great little element. Apparently, they're going to bring it back. But it's just, oh, I don't know. I don't know. It's lame. It's just lame. What I'd love to see, you all know who the best drivers are. You all know who the worst cars are, right? End of this year's race, you stick Lewis Hamilton in a Force India, the worst car. And that driver, whoever it is, Lando Norris or whatever, I don't know the drivers that well, stick him in the best car. Then you race next year, see who wins. And you just keep flicking and changing. None of these stupid contract deals. Lewis Hamilton's on like 50 million a year. It's, it's ludicrous. But uh, yeah, that would be awesome. Best driver, worst car. Then you're racing. But at the moment, it's best driver, best car, and all the others are just picking. They're just cannon fodder. Oh, it's crap, guys. It's crap. Spend a lot of time down in Monaco. Um, and there's the, all the hype of the Grand Prix. And even that, you just... You can't even get close on the boats. There's, you book your berth years in advance, so you can't get a berth for it. You have to anchor off, and that's the, you can't even see anything. It's a city circuit. I just don't get the hype. I don't get the hype. And you don't, you don't have any connection with the driver. You just see this little bubble helmet sat in there. MotoGP, however, is a bit better. You see the, the, the riders flinging their bodies around. It's a bit more exciting, you know. But F1, I used to love it. For me, it can go. I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. Been keeping a close eye on the old netball. A bit disappointed that the World Cup is only on for about two weeks. I thought, you know, it'd be on for at least a month, but no, it's uh, it's nearly over. In fact, the day I released this episode, it will be over. Uh, at the time of recording this, England are due to play New Zealand, I believe, in the semi-final. So uh, another England-New Zealand clash is on the cards. But uh, yeah, before it started, I thought I'd do some research on the old World Cup. Uh, I mean, the research, the extent of it was just finding out the teams, really, innit? Uh, BBC did a little segment on it all, it was very interesting. But they uh, had a list of team nicknames. This is the my biggest takeaway, I guess, from the old... From the World Cup, so you got your England roses in there. You've got oh, you got your Scotland thistles, your Australia diamonds. All very good names. New Zealand silver ferns. You've got some slightly more interesting ones, but you know you get the point. Jamaica sunshine girls, the Barbados Bayesian gems, the Fiji pearls, the Trinidad and Tobago calypso girls. Eh, that's very good. And you've got a couple ones that's uh. Not great. Uh, it's a very low energy decision has gone into this. Uh, so you've got the Sri Lanka Lankans, you know, the Sri Lanka Lankans. Whoever's who's approved that? Honestly, in that meeting room, who's approved that? You know, I straight away I was like Sri Lanka, you know, Eastern Asia, India kind of vibes. The Sri Lankan spice, you know, that's a, that's a cool name. It, it evokes some emotion. Don't just bung on the Sri Lanka Langan, Lankans. It's shocking. Uh, and then you've got, I don't even understand what this is, the Uganda Shecranes. 
what what on God's earth is a sheet crane? Are they saying they're so bloody tall they are a female version of a crane? And not the bird, I mean an actual legitimate crane swinging over a city. I think it's quite offensive. The she cranes. You know, low energy. No effort's gone into that. Off the top of my head, Uganda, it's Africa. They've got, the you know, all the safari animals. Lionesses, lions, pride. The Uganda pride. How good's that? You know? And they'll make their country proud. Don't just bung in she cranes because they're so... They're all six foot seven. Shocking. Uh, what else? Zimbabwe gems. Yeah. We've got the Bayesian gems. We've got, we've got more gems than the bloody jewellery store in here. South Africa Proteus. The hell is a Proteus? Uh, I might have some South African listeners because there's quite a lot in Yotin. Please tell me what Proteus is or Protus. Yeah, so... Really poor effort, guys. Whoever organised the netball, sort your names out. You can't be going the Lankans and the She Cranes. Yeah, that's just a joke. But yeah, in all honesty, I haven't watched any uh, any netball. I don't understand the rules, and it's not on TV here. So I've just been keeping track of the results. And like I say, good luck to England. You know, another World Cup potentially is on the cards. It's a bit weird recording earlier than the actual results. So let's just hope that when this is released, England are winners of another World Cup. Cabin Yep, I think that's going to do it for the sport this week. It's very sport heavy, guys, so I do apologise. In the bio, it does say Yachting Insight, but uh, there's not been much going on, to be honest. We've been, we've, we've been moving around, admittedly, but... Uh, there's some things in the pipeline that I'm going to talk about in yachting. Uh, I can't go into too much detail there because, you know, I don't want to get fired. But there's things related to the industry, I should say, that I will be talking about in the next coming weeks. Uh, hopefully, let's get that first elusive interview. You know, it's it's on the cards, kind of. But yeah, with regards to the boat, uh, we're back in France, back in our old stomping ground. Uh, just off Saint-Tropez at the moment, and... Uh, should be here for a couple of weeks or so, and then we'll carry on. Really enjoyed Croatia, had a great time. But yeah, it's a shame I was uh, working really, would have liked to have spent a bit more time exploring. The Ultra Festival was on whilst we were there. Whew, saw some interesting people walking past at six in the morning, that's for sure. Shirts off, jaw swinging, you know the drill, guys. The state of some of these people, you know. The thing is, we all get in that state, but we just don't think we're that bad when we're in that state. It takes a sober person at work to realise how messed up some people get. So it really hit home, and I was just there wishing I was with them. I was like, oh, I want to go out, but I'm working. Um, but yeah, that was, that was Croatia, really. So I will be going back. I would love to do a little sail Croatia trip. There's just so much to see, guys. Can't recommend it enough. Uh, but yeah, so wrapped up Croatia cross back. Lovely crossing, nice and calm. So what we like. A few dolphins again. Oh, bloody dolphins. No whales though. No whales this time. And uh, oh, we did go past Stromboli. And I've got to say, I've been past it 10, 15 times in my career over five years. And I've never seen it erupt so much. The lava was spilling down. It's like the gates of hell had opened. It was, it was crazy. It was actually quite a scary experience. That thing could just blow. 
you know, at any moment. Well, it was blowing. But it got me thinking, you know, people that have houses on there, do they stress when it's like erupting a little bit? Because for us, I don't, I haven't seen that many volcanoes. I saw that and I was like, bloody, look at that. Like the lava was spilling down. I'll have to post a picture on Instagram so you guys can see. Uh, but do you think the people in the houses are like stressing or are they like, oh, yeah, that's a good one, isn't it? Yeah, good one. Not like the one in 73. Do you remember that? Oh, bloody hell, you know. And oh, do you reckon that if you're selling a house on Stromboli, if you're an estate agent, you talk about, you know, put it in perspective, where I live is quite low land. And when it rains, you get a lot of floods. So now, I think they made it a requirement, legal requirement, if you're selling a house, the estate agent has to tell you if it's prone to flooding, damp, and if it's on a floodplain. But do you think these guys on Stromboli are like, yep, so uh, it's a three-bed cottage. Um, it's in direct path of the lava. Uh, and you'd be like, what? Sorry, what? Sorry, what? Or, you know, if your house is south-facing in the sun, they're like, yep, it's eruption-facing. Uh, you'll have a great view, lovely and warm, a bit hot sometimes. I just don't know, uh, I don't think you'd sell many houses on Stromboli. A guy died there last week, two weeks ago, rock hit him on the head. It wasn't a lava, it was just a rock. So it's just out to get you really, isn't it? You can't, there's no escaping it. So yeah, I won't be buying any houses on Stromboli, I don't think. Well, you never know, but at this point, no. I think that's going to do it for this week, guys. Uh, that's pretty much all i got to say about the boat can't really give too much away but yeah like i say we'll have some tasty little things coming around the corner very soon a little insight into the industry for people that don't know how it works and then also people wanting to get into the industry how that works and just some do's and don'ts and tips and tricks i've picked up from uh, from the last few years as for next week we're gonna go with the olympic special it'll be one year out for the tokyo 2020 olympics so it'll be all things olympic i'm sorry it's a lot of sport people might have come here just to hear me rant about yachting but you know sport's a big part of my life and i hope it is of yours as well so yep this has been the cabin three podcast i'm your host sam stewart you've been with me in cabin three play the music cabin three on the seventies. cabin three Cabin 3